Oh, now you caged in. This is what boys turn to made men. This ain't no game, ain't no playpen. Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping. Come to the cage and get knocked out. Come into work and get clocked out. Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut, down for the count and he can't even talk now. This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now. Gonna be hard for you to stop now. Yeah, we caged in. Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. I got a very special guest on the line today. She's fighting at Cage Titans 57 on January 7th. Amanda Ferreira. How are we doing today, Amanda? Good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for taking some time out to come talk to me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, let's get into your background a little bit. You know, I haven't had you on the show before, so I don't know too, too much about you. So I like to kind of background a little so where were you kind of born and raised, you know, off the top? What was growing up like for you? Uh, I'm from Tuxbury, Mass. Um, I've lived there pretty much my whole life. And then um, I went to North Carolina to live with my mom for a few years. Came back up here, went back down there. But now I'm back up here for good. Nice. Um, did you, you know, play any sports growing up? Were you like an active athlete? In- yeah, um, I did soccer, karate, volleyball kind of did a little bit of everything my whole life um and then once after like mid high school is when I transitioned into boxing kickboxing and MMA oh yeah so how'd you get into MMA in general like what kind of got you into the MMA gym and what kind of started that journey for you um my uncle he's not really my uncle but I call him my uncle he was teaching boxing down at SLS in Lowell um and I had a couple fights there uh for boxing and then I just I loved it, and it just kind of took off. Yeah, are you now, like, a fan of MMA in general? Like, do you watch the UFC and, you know, all that stuff? And do you have any favorite yeah. fighters that you follow? Um, I, obviously, I'm a fan of Nunez. Uh, she's one of my favorite fighters for girls, uh, along with Shenshenko. I think they're the top two dogs for women's MMA. Um, but for guys, I love it all. There's a lot of trash talking that goes on with the guys, and it's it's definitely fun, and it plays into it. You don't really see a lot of that going on with the girls. Yeah, for sure. You get it every now and then, like maybe with like Nunez and Juliana, they were kind of going at it a little bit. But yeah, you don't see it too much in women's end. Yeah, you only get little glimpses of it here and there. Exactly. When they when they do start jawing at each other, you don't yeah. expect it as well. Definitely. Um, so why did you decide to pursue fighting in general? You know, there's a lot of people that go in and train MMA um, and don't actually end up, you know, competing. What kind of flipped that switch for you when you decided, like, all right, training is not enough. I want to get in there in the cage and compete, take that extra step. Um, I think it was just about doing it. Um, you know, I did. I competed in karate for so long that it really wasn't too far off. Uh, So it wasn't anything like, oh, like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do or I don't know what those feelings are going to be like in those jitters. I did thousands on thousands of karate competitions. I competed from three to, I think, 12 um, is when I stopped. And then boxing was kind of like the same thing. So it kind of just all followed suit. It was just now transitioning. Now do I have the skills? Do I have the kicking for kickboxing? Am I able to blend it? And then moving to MMA was, do I have the jiu-jitsu? Do I have the wrestling? Am I able to blend it? Am I going to be able to go out there and perform? For sure. So you're no stranger to getting in and going one-on-one with somebody. So 
no. like, you know, that's not something you ever worried about. No, definitely not. Um, I think the only thing that really gets the people, I think it's the crowd. The crowd gives off crazy vibes. You know, you're in front of so many people. You can do it every day in the gym. You know, you're just with your teammates. But when you have thousands of people watching you, that's that's where it goes. For sure. So you're no stranger to fighting in front of big crowds either because Cage Titans, you know, they, they're known for putting on some, some big-sized shows. Um, they fill out the Memorial Hall. Uh, sometimes it gets the people that uh, haven't been in an environment like that. So it sounds like you're well all to be rocking on January 7th. Definitely. Yeah, I'm super excited. I only hear good things about the crowd. Uh, so I'm excited to experience it for the first yeah, time. For sure. It's, it's, I always talk about it in like all the interviews or people that I know that haven't been to a exciting show that it's um, the crowd's amazing and the environment's awesome. So this will be your first fight for the so I'm excited for you to be able to experience that as well. I'm super stoked. I know this is kind of like a basic question. Everybody kind of asks it, but what is your why? Um, Raiden, uh, my little three-year-old, almost four. He'll get mad if he hears me. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I was in a bad situation when I had him. And he's really only, honestly, the, ba- the only reason I got out of that bad situation. Uh, so I do it for him. I'm not going to go in there and half-ass a workout to go in there and half-ass a fight. I'm going to go there and I'm going to put all, put my all into it. I was just in the gym a little while ago and he was watching me hit um, off the angle bag. And he was, Mom, go, mommy, go, go, go. So when you hear that, there's really no stopping you. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure, you know, that gives you that extra motivation to keep going. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, that's an awesome answer. Um, let's get into your gym a little bit. You mentioned you were out training earlier. Um, I know you train over at Gorilla Crew, Jake Villa, guys like that. Uh, is that your primary gym? Yeah, that's my home gym. Um, I also am now with uh, Rivera Boxing out in Springfield. Uh, that was a new addition, uh, just working straight hands over there. Um, and then Jake's able to tie it up really, really well. Uh, Jake has a really funky style, and I'm glad that I'm with somebody that can also play into a funky style that I have. Having the karate background, it's it's different. Um, and then going into boxing, you know, boxing has a different stance as well. So I kind of have a weird, a weird little setup. I got you. Um, so how would you describe like the environment of your gym or like the vibe of your gym to someone that might not know um, where you train at? Uh, it's honestly awesome. You're in there for hours and there, at, there's not a time where somebody's not pushing you. You know, Dooms is over there as well. And so is Brian. Um, and they're just great teachers alongside Jake. They're always going to push you. They don't care how tired you are. Yeah, I just did last week, last Tuesday, yeah, I did two 10-minute shark tanks back-to-back. And for people who don't, like, they're like, oh, it's only 20 minutes. But when you're getting a fresh man every minute, it's hell. Oh, and yeah. they're not going to let you stop. For sure. Uh, do you sublet your training at any other any of the other gyms around the area? I know there's a ton in the area. There's a lot to choose from. So you mentioned the two that you train at primarily, but are there any other ones that you kind of, you know, double it at at times? Um, not really. Maybe here and there. Um, Team Link, I've stopped in at a few times up in Hookset, New Hampshire. Um, but other than that, it's really just Jake and Rivera's. Uh, you're still kind of early in your MMA journey. Um, how, what have you noticed about your game and how you've evolved from when you started to where you're at now? Um, I think I'm not as scared to throw. I'm not, I don't care if I get clipped. My last fight was a hell of a fight. I got clipped so many times. I probably got flash knocked out at least twice. And, but she was a tank. 
I, she would put grown men on their ass. Um, so I'm glad that I got that battle experience. I, it went all three rounds. I still fought my heart out even after being stuck in a crucifix for two and a half minutes. Um, so that's something that I'm not scared. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to swing. And no matter how it ends, I put my all on the line. Hell yeah. I love that. Um, let's talk about the fact that you're a mom for a second. I think that's pretty important to talk about. You're a mom that's pursuing the dream of being an MMA fighter. Um, how hard is it for you to balance, you know, just being a mom, you know, working full time and going to MMA training, you know, how hard has it been for you to balance um, those things and pursue this dream? Yeah, honestly, I have a great gym. I have a great family support system as a whole. Um, my dad and my dad's fiance are honestly great. They'll take them whenever like I'm a single mom. So sometimes on the weekend I need a break and they're more than willing to take them. You know, sometimes I'm like, Hey, can I get my kid back? And they're like, Oh, he's in the hot tub. You know, we'll bring him back tomorrow. Um, but even at the gym, if I'm in the middle of a shark tank and Raiden wants something like a cheese stick, cause he brings snacks all the time. Right. Somebody's always there opening it up for him. Somebody's always keeping an eye on him. So it's, I'm honestly really blessed. You're not going to find that everywhere. You can't really bring kids everywhere to gyms nowadays. I mean, obviously for safety reasons, but some gyms are just old school and don't want kids in there. And that's perfectly fine. Um, but I'm lucky enough where I find gyms that I'm able to bring them and they love them just as much as I do. That's awesome. Sounds like you have, you know, great support system and a great gym that's supporting you as well in that. So that's awesome to hear. And I'm glad that you found something like that. Definitely. It's awesome. Do you look up to any of the other moms in MMA that have kind of like made it big? Like I just the first one that comes to mind is Miguel Watterson. Um, you know, there are some some moms in the big UFC ranks and stuff like that. Do you kind of find inspiration and stuff like that? Definitely. I think any mom that I mean any woman, but any mom that can sacrifice time or have her kid in the gym full time, it's no easy job. Um, I know some kids go to daycare, but at night there's no daycare, there's no school, so. If you're a single mom, they're coming with you. So looking up to any female fighter with a kid is honestly something that I've always done. And one last thing, would you give, like what kind of advice would you give to another um, mom that might be in a similar situation as you, or maybe they want to start fighting, but they're afraid to because you have to take care of a child. You give, what kind of advice would you give to someone in that situation? Um, be upfront about it. Be when you meet a coach that you think that you are going to mesh well with, just be upfront about it. Be like, Hey, I have a kid. Is it cool if they come and sit on the side? And if the answer is no, that might not be the right gym for you. Um, don't be discouraged to go around and find the perfect gym for you. Um, if your coach can accept you, they can accept your kid. And if they don't accept your kid, they don't accept you either. Right. I think that's great advice. Uh, thanks for talking about that. I know might not want to you know talk about it in like an mma type interview but um appreciate you for touching on that i think it's important no absolutely um let's get into your fight history a little bit we talked about you had a couple amateur mma you have a couple amateur muay thai kickboxing fights um two and oh we know you're no stranger to that before that um so what was it like kind of for you in those first two amateur uh, muay thai kickboxing experiences um my first one was eight weeks after i had my son uh so i was really just I didn't care how it went, honestly. I was going out there and I was setting, I was accomplishing a goal that I set out to do, uh, which was having a fight within a, three months, I think, that I gave myself um, after having my son. So I really didn't care how it went. Um, my second fight, you know, I was looking for the finish. I was looking for a dominant performance. 
And honestly, I don't think I had that. Um, so that was something that I was disappointed in. Um, but I did come out with the win. Um, there's a lot of discrepancy about that fight. Um, but, you know, you got to be able to cut off the ring. Uh, me and Carolyn are really good friends now. So um, it's cool. But, you know, I think you have to be able to cut off the ring. If I want to be a defensive fighter, that's on me. You have to adapt to how I'm fighting. Were those two uh, Muay Thai fights, were those in preparation for a move to MMA, or did those two fights kind of give you the itch to now, you know, get into the MMA? Um, kind of a little bit of both. Um, I wanted an MMA fight, but we do have to, we have to have a certain amount of kickboxing fights at the gym I was at, where I was starting. Um, so it was kind of that, and I kind of needed to get more jiu-jitsu work in, you know, I, they had to beg me to put on a gi for so long. So now that I'm in a gi and consistently working, um, it was I was just able to take that fight. Um, let's get into Cage Science 57 a little bit. You know, January 1st, you're going in to throw down at Plymouth Memorial Hall, taking on Lindsay Kelly, who's open. You and Lindsay do have a little bit of a weird connection because at NEF 50, you were supposed to go in there and fight. Um, you ended up having to pull out, and Lindsay stepped in and fought your original so have you gone back to look at that fight in particular um, because you were going to be training for uh, Bedard and kind of knew what your game plan was going in, and then now you're fighting Lindsay that fought that opponent. So have you kind of gone and looked at that and kind of broken that down at all? Um, for as much as there is out there, yeah. Um, it wasn't a long fight. Hats off to Lindsay for taking the fight on short notice. I know it was only, I think it was like a two-and-a-half-week notice um, when I had to pull out. Um, but I think it's only a minute and a half fight. So there's not much that you can really dictate off of. And preparing on two and a half weeks, you're not changing any skills that you have. You're working with what you have and you're cutting down weight and you're just getting in there. Um, I know I heard her interview last night uh, for Table Titans. She said she came out hot and that was something that she wanted to change. Um, so I'll be looking for that. You know, she can say it that she doesn't want to come out hot, but in the moment you never know what's going to happen yeah, exactly. um so i'm ready for her to come out hot i'm ready for her to take a couple seconds to get used to being in the ring and deciding what she wants to do um so any way it goes i'll be ready for it sure i know you prefer bantamweight you know 135 i know but this fight is taking place at a catch weight what's the agreed upon uh weight 140 um so what do you know about Lindsay as a fighter um uh, what, what do you think would be strengths and this and have you gone as far as to look at this? Um, I honestly, I haven't really looked into her. I know she comes from a, a great camp. I know they have a few other fighters fighting on that card, and they always show up and they always show out. Um, I don't, I don't really look into her that much. At least I don't. Um, I know Jake has looked into her a little bit, and we've, like, we've adjusted my training to what he thinks she can come out to. Um, but again, that fight was so fast that we're kind of looking at it as an O and O fight. We don't know anything about her. Right. And we're just going to go in there. We're going to prepare on all angles just to get ready. For sure. Um, if you execute your game plan perfectly at Cage Times 57 and, you know, perfect result, how do you see this fight going? Um, I think anyone wants to chase a knockout. Um, I think it's nice to have on your record, um, but where I'm this early, I don't care if it goes the whole time. Um, I'm used to it. My last fight was a whole dog fight. It went all three rounds, um, so I'm prepared for it to go all three rounds. 
it'd be fine with me. As long as I come out with my hand raised, I don't really care how it goes. It can end in the first, second, or third. Sure. I know a lot of people, you know, when they get into fights, they kind of want to get in, get out as early as possible. But it is important as an amateur to, you know, soak up that cage time and that experience that you're getting too. I think that's also equally as important and even maybe even more beneficial than just a quick finish or a quick knockout. Absolutely, yeah. I want to go in there and I want to perform. Um, I want to be battle-tested. I don't want to take these easy fights. I don't want people with lopsided records. Um, and I think that's hard to find in women's MMA anyway. Um, so I'm super stoked. Uh, so, you know, you're fighting right off the top at early 2023. Um, it's the beginning of the year. Ideally for you after this fight, kind of what are you looking at for the rest of the year? How many fights would you like to get in? Are you focus strictly on MMA? Do you want to get back in there and do some more kickboxing? Ideally, for 2023, how do you see your year playing out? Um, I'd like to have three fights, including the Cage Titans one. I think with women's MMA, it's hard to find anyway. Um, but I'd like to I'd like to have three MMA fights. I'll see where it goes uh, with Rivera's boxing, too. Um, I know he's going to try to be looking out for fights, um, so I'm super stoked. Uh, I'd like to take a couple boxing fights. It can't hurt. Um, so I know the gloves is like, I, I think I fight the seventh. I think the gloves start the 12th. Um, so I don't think it's really possible with my luck. I would have to fight literally the 12th right after I fought. Um, and you never know how I'm going to come out of there. Right. I could be all banged up. I could be hurt. Um, God willing, I won't be, but you never know. So we had to sit on the gloves, uh, this year. So any fight that anyone can find me, I'm willing to take. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, I got a couple IG questions for you. A couple people left a couple questions for you. Nothing too crazy. My boy, Andrew Valdina, he wants to know, what's your favorite kick? Like, what's, the, what's your favorite kick in your arsenal? What do you like to throw? Oh, Valdina. He's obsessed with your kicks. I heard him talk about your kicks a lot. Um, yeah, so funny story. He might kill me uh, for telling fine. this. Um, I'll just send him after you. So you <laughs> asked the question. Uh, Valdina, I caught Valdina the first time I ever went to Lausanne's. I threw, um, I can't say it. You never know who's listening. But I threw a, a decent kick, and it caught him right across the jaw, and I just looked at him, and I froze. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, did, I hope I didn't cut him. Like, I think he was getting ready for a fight. He must have been, like, three weeks out from a fight. I literally froze and just looked at him, and I heard the whole gym go, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Like I said, I've heard him. Uh, I've heard him mention your kicks before, and then you know he asked the question. So uh, yeah, you must have some nasty kicks. I'm, I'm excited to see what you're what you're throwing on the seventh. The ask Valdina, the kick I hit him with is definitely my favorite kick. All right, bet we won't put it on record, but I'll make sure I go <laughs> ask him behind the scenes. For sure, for sure. Right, my guys over at Two Fight Bros, they want to know what's your favorite part about fighting. Is it like the fighting? Is it the training camp? Is it the fight night? What's your favorite part about the? Honestly, I think it's the training. Um, that's where all the hard work happens. That's where all my improvements happen. And it sounds crazy, but the diet, like, I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I know what I'm going to eat. I know for the next six weeks what I'm going to eat when I'm in fight camp. Um, so it's when I'm not in fight camp, I'm like, oh, do I want pizza? Do I want this? And now it's nine o'clock. And the only thing I've put in my system is a nice coffee. Um, so I don't have to think about it. And I think that's one of my favorite parts, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, it is, it is the season, Christmas season's coming up, so I got a few questions themed that way for you, and you kind of led me right into one with your diet, um, because holidays are coming up, you know, 
the big food time of the year, but you do have a fight on January 7th. How does that kind of impact you and um, your diet restrictions holidays? Um, I'll just be bringing my meal. Um, I don't really do too much traveling. I go to my aunt's, um, but I'll just bring my meal that I have to eat. I think I'll have to bring two of them, um, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm at a great weight, honestly. Um, I really don't have to cut too much. I have five pounds left and it's just over two and a half weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's, it's honestly easy cut. So I'm not really worried about it. Might be able to slip in a couple of M&Ms. You never know. Yeah. Might get too crazy, but yeah, don't, don't go too crazy. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No cookies. That's for sure. But, um, no, uh, it's, it doesn't bother me. I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to, uh, my diet, you know, it's something that I want and, to be the best, you know, your diet's got to be on point. Sure. Um, what's your favorite Christmas movie or favorite holiday movie in general? Um, Elf. Elf. Easy For one. sure. Um, this is kind of like a hotly debated topic around the holiday season. When's the most like appropriate time to put your Christmas tree up? And then when do you take it down? The day after Thanksgiving. That's when you're, you're putting it up right after? If I could put it up, like I get a real tree every year. I mean, I'm going to go and cut it down. Um, so if I could put it up and like, like at the right after um, Halloween and it would last, I would. Yeah. But I know it won't last. Um. So right after the day after Thanksgiving, we were there. We were there at nine a.m. Um. And I'll take it down whenever I feel like it. I won't be taking it down until after this fight. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. There you go. Um. Did your parents ever prank you as a kid and like give you coal in your stocking or in your, your in your gifts or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I think they just threaten Santa all the time, uh, which I do with Raiden. Thought about pranking Raiden this year, but this is like his first year where he understands Santa and he gets presents and right. Elf on the shelf. So can't be mean this year. Yeah, there you go. We'll give him a little bit of time. Yeah, I got at least like five next year. Um, what kind of cookies are you and Raiden leaving out for Santa this year? You got it all planned out or? um if it's up to Raiden the whole house is gonna get left out um uh, so he wants carrots and then um the little sugar cookies with the Hershey kiss kisses on top those are his favorite so we'll probably be leaving those out and do you enjoy Christmas more now that you are a mom do you, do you enjoy like seeing his reaction and stuff does that make Christmas more enjoyable for you now yeah definitely um I was Christmas shopping at the end of October um it sounds crazy, but if you're a mom or a dad, you know that, like, for, like, the little kids, like, the hot toys go fast. Yeah. So, you really have to be on top of your game. So, yeah, um, I've been, like, I've been ready and waiting. Um, I'll probably be up before he will this year because um, I just get excited to see him rip through all of his presents. And I got to clean it all up and open every box that comes with every toy. So, right. I'm super all, excited. All the batteries in, all the fun yep. stuff. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Love that. All right, well, thanks for coming on and joining me, Amanda. I appreciate it. Before I get you out of here, do you want to like, shout anybody out, uh, any sponsors, uh, anything you want to say before I get you out of here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a quick shout-out. Uh, everybody down at Gorilla Crew, Jake especially, um, they're awesome. They really took me in and didn't even bat an eye at it. Um, everyone down at Rivera's, Laurent Humes, I'm actually repping his hoodie right now. Uh, Coach Rivera down there, they're awesome. They didn't even think twice about taking me in either. Uh, Trisha Cornell, I'm not using her this fight camp, but she gives, she's given me all the tools from dieting um, to be able to do this camp alone. Um, 
and just everybody that I come in contact with, everybody up at Team Link, you know, everybody and anybody that helps me get ready for a fight, whether it's a good luck text or you got this shit or, hey, how's training going? Um, so I'm just super excited. And thank you to everybody that's been supporting me this whole time. Perfect. Well, best of luck on January 7th. I'll be in the building. I'll make sure I come say hi. And For sure. We got to get a drink after. Oh, of course. No, you don't have to worry about that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's easy. All right, man. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I'll see you on the 7th and best of luck. Go get that W. All right. Thank you. I'll see you soon. I'll right, see you soon.